podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I'm ready to party! Good morning, Vietnam! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Magic myth on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. One thing about the possibility of maybe being locked down for a few weeks is that we can just catch up on films. You say that, but I can still work from home. True. So, for me to be able to not work from home, we need to shut down and I need the US to shut down. (laughs) To be honest, it's gone that way in a bit. I know, and then I won't be able to set anything up or do anything, and I'll get so far behind. <laughs> God. I think everybody's going to be far behind. Yeah. Um, 2020 is the year of write-offs, I think. It's, it's only March. Let's just write this year off. The world's burnt. Now the world is just germ-ridden. The world, the world is burnt. The world is flooded. The world is now ill. And we have no soap, no toilet paper, no hand sanitizer left anywhere. I know. It is. It's a weird year. It's the end of days. It's the end of the end of days was heralded by Tesco running out of toilet roll <laughs> and quinoa. Yes, but welcome to his film, her movie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're here a week late. Yes. Um, we did try and record last week, but it just got in life again. Got in the way. Yeah, it was a a very stressful... Yes. We both had a lot of things in our personal lives that just meant that... We tried to do it and it just just didn't didn't flow. But because, again, the... um, I'm Jordan. I'm Lauren. Yeah, and we are a podcast, if this is your first time, that aims to show you just how diverse cinema can be um, by showing you the two different tastes that people can have... Um, so we, Yet they still have to live together and get on. That's exactly right. So <laughs> we each, each week we give ourselves a subject or situation and then both must choose a film that adheres to that criteria. Yes. So that connecting tissue, but it just shows you how film can be interpreted in, in, in an array of different ways. An array. But... Smorgasbord of ideas. Yes, nice way to put it. Thanks. But this, because this episode starts with either a five or a zero. Does it start, it ends. Yes, it does. <laughs> because this episode ends with a five <laughs> or a zero, it's what we call a history maker. Yes, so we take an event or a person in history and see if they've been adapted onto the silver screen and then talk about it. Yes. It's normally around about this time. So. Given the fact that this, this was supposed to be last week, it was supposed to come out on March 9th, mm-hmm. we, we we chose the um, the 55th anniversary, which would happen on March 7th, yeah. of the Selma, Selma to Mont, Montgomery, to Montgomery March, the 54-mile march that happened mm-hmm. um, with the Civil Rights Movement and Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. 
So what we chose to do that is Selma, 2014's Ava DuVernay film. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of depicts the, the weeks up to that event and the, the week or so after. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So we'll, we'll be talking about that. We'll have a little break. Yeah. And we'll have a few ads for some other podcasts on our We Are Pod Syndicate network. And we will come back and we will talk all about Selma. This podcast you're listening to, pretty good, isn't it? Only problem is, it's about halfway through. Pretty soon, it'll be over. And then what are you going to do? Well, if you're a fan of this show, why not head over to wearepodsyndicate.com and subscribe to our brand new feed, Pod Syndicate The Bonus Shows. Every week, your hosts from Beyond the Neon, Chinstroker vs. Punter, Entertainment Landfill, Film Bastards, His Film, Her Movie, and What's On Tap will be dropping bonus shows right onto that feed. These shows might be collaborations and crossovers, or they might be archive episodes, interviews, one-offs, and other treats from across the Pod Syndicate network. So, prepare yourself for the inevitable disappointment of this Pod Syndicate show ending by heading to wearepodsyndicate.com and clicking on the bonus shows. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Pod Syndicate podcast. The Mulberry Boys, every Friday night, on the show you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back and the J-Strom's in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone. Is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset. You can hear him snort. Pop culture movies, TV shows, and games. Rotten Tomatoes reviews, news, and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around. He will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast. The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. unable to exercise my constitutional right to vote, I do not have command of my own life. I cannot determine my own destiny, for it is determined for me by people who would rather see me suffer than succeed. Those that have gone before us say, no more, no more. That means protest, that means march, that means disturb the peace, that means jail, that means risk. And that is hard. We will not wait any longer. Give us the vote. That's right. No more. We're not asking. We're demanding. Give us the vote. So I guess, Selma, as I said before the break, the 2014 film, directed by Ava DuVernay and written by Paul Webb. You've got David Oleyuo as... Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. You have Tom Wilkinson as Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. You have Tim Roth as Governor George Wallace and Carm- Carmen Ijogo as Coretta Scott King. Yes. So this year, it, it it takes place again in in Alabama, going up towards and building up towards the Selma March and the the political landscape of that time, um, especially given the the main push on the civil rights movement 
the Civil Rights Act had been signed at that point by Lyndon Johnson. Yes. But what the main crux of the march was is to get um, the African-American vote. They, they had it, but the amount of rigmarole and, and governance that was in place to stop them was kind of... Basically, they had they, they had it. People were working more towards equal rights. And although these things were coming into law... Um, the law wasn't being upheld in a lot of places yeah. due to racism. Exactly. We sort of open up on one of these scenes with Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey as she goes to register to vote yeah. and um, you see her filling in the forms and then literally submits it, but the, the, the person within the town hall just asks her a few questions, which she answers, but then asks her an impossible question of like, answer, answer, who are the 57 like Senate seats or something within like Alabama or something, something ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody would know. She could have stood there and just made up names yeah. and he wouldn't even know if they were right. Exactly. And then it comes up, fact is what they're going to do is, is march from Selma to Montgomery. And we have Martin Luther King having sort of meetings with Lyndon Johnson at the time, because obviously mm-hmm. Lyndon Johnson chose much to, communicate with Martin Luther King rather than the other movements, for example, like Michael Malcolm X, because it was a it was a peaceful movement, it was non-violent. Well, it was seen as being a lot more peaceful yeah. than, yeah. Because obviously, there's, in every group there was, because you saw, they represent it very well, there's always people with different ideologies, but um, Dr. King worked very, very hard to influence people to be non-violent, basically to show, show them that they were better than that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think they did one part of the film that really did well was it, it it showed that because when you look back at history, you sort of look look back at the things that worked, mm-hmm. and you did you've got people who are actually African Americans who are opposing what Martin Luther King is doing doesn't think it's enough. Yeah, I think they did that well of showing the pressures mm-hmm. um, that maybe Martin Luther King needed to go a bit more to actually get a bigger reaction. A bigger reaction, yeah. But what did you think about Selma? Did you hadn't seen it before? I hadn't seen it before. Um, it is a film that made me really angry. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously very difficult because it, it's not our history. Yes. But I thought it portrayed it in a very good way. Um, when you're watching it, I thought it was a very calm film. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts off in 1964 when you see Dr. King winning the New Nobel Peace Prize. And it kind of goes on from there. And you see prominent members of the community at that time so you actually see Malcolm X yeah and I thought he was very interesting in this because he was saying yes I am seen as being more radical as you but that means that when you come along you are seen as being okay right well we can't go as far as Malcolm X wants us to go but we can do what Dr. King wants us to do yeah which I thought was very interesting it's like Malcolm X will get them all riled up but they may not be I don't want to say brave enough, but he had some very radical ideas. Mm. So then, my, um, Dr. King would come across and be like, "Okay, well, you don't have to do that. You can do it my way." And so more people would end up following him. Oh, absolutely! You can see that the, the it's like it's sort of like a. They kind of work to it, it, the film made it look like they kind of work together. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 they were very contrasting personalities, and I, I mm-hmm. don't think they really got on. But no. that that's just my I haven't read much into that. Because That's just how they, the they, film kind of showed it. Yeah, though, yeah. but the different ideologies of how to get their their movements across. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, I mean, what's it's one of those things. Though it's when you when you do again because this isn't our history, and it's good to put out there that we are two white um, individuals talking about a film about civil rights and, and we about also come from England who where they, they didn't have we'd be able to be, we didn't have any sort of segregation than or anything like that. So, well, no, no enforced. I don't believe segregation. No, no for no by law segregation yeah. has always been bad views yes. and everything um but it's like you hear stories about uh the black gis coming over from america and being surprised that there was no segregation in our mm. books so like you're fighting with us you can still drink with us we're not bothered um so watching this sort of thing it, it is hard because it's well that's it it's, it's it, not something that we have any this country has any sort of real history well, I mean, I mean the thing is, history modern history. I mean, I think we do have. It's, it's really bad to say, but we. I think England has much more of a problem with with systemic racism. Whereas, mm-hmm. yes, you do get the individuals who are sort of outright about it and things like that. But yeah, when you look back at history, and again, this is only fifty five years ago. Like I said within the um, intro, but when you look back at it, and I always get this. Imp- feeling when I watched these films, again, regarding sort of your civil rights. And it does feel like like a science fiction, like... Like, a, like it should be like a hundred or so years ago. Yeah, like, like, all, is it well-educated? Yeah, like, yeah. All, like it's like an alt- alternate history, you know what I mean? Because you can't mm-hmm. understand um, the, the, the sort of vitriolic hatred no. that you see on screen. Like, the... The, the Governor Wallace, Tim Roth's character. Yeah. It, it, he's terrifying. Yeah. But, like, the fact that he's, like, he was, like, a based on, like, a real person. When he was a real person. No, Governor. no, but, like, the, yeah, he, yeah, he's, like, a real person, obviously. Yes. But, like, the actor portraying no, him. yeah. I thought the actor portraying him was very good, though. Oh, Tim Roth's one of my favourites. He yeah. was really, really good because, like, you really believe that that's what he is like? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and especially, I think, given the fact that this all takes place in Alabama and mm-hmm. in one of those sort of key holds of the South. Yeah. Um, and that, that is normally seen as one of the the most sort of... The hardest place to crack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's... It, it, I mean, I do enjoy this movie. Again, it is hard to watch at times. But I think what it does is it not only it doesn't rely too much on because to be honest, you could watch a you could watch a person like Martin Luther King speak for hours, mm-hmm. and the scenes where we do see him speak, um, uh, with David um, Oleo's performance, it's it's fascinating to see his speech patterns and his rhythms mm-hmm. and how he can sort of build himself up to a crescendo and like, you know what I mean it's that in itself even though it's only a person speaking is very cinematic yes and it gets you riled up but what I like most about this film is the they show you their method they show you their process and it, mm-hmm. it's in in your back of your mind you think oh well that speech how can nobody how can anybody listen to that speech and not change their minds yeah but generally that wasn't happening. It was their process to... I mean, they, they actually go through this, the three-step process um, in the film. I forgot it now, but it's like it, they they demonstrate, they, they do whatever, and they 
basically wait for somebody to make a mistake Mm -hmm. and then be able to leverage the government to make a decision. Yeah, it's like they do the social pressure, they get the press involved. The press is is on their side by the looks of it in this because they're going, it's like when they're doing their peaceful protest of just sitting. Yeah. Just sitting on the floor and just going, we just want access. Can you please move so we can have access, so we can register to vote? And then the, the police go and beat them all up and the press are like, okay, right, they literally didn't do anything. They have literally just sat on the floor. Yeah. But so I, I, I like the fact that it's not, it doesn't go into the place of like making the, the words sort of, it being very, I'm trying like a fairy tale, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of like, oh, those words were so well delivered that it changed the world. Yes, it's a very powerful way to deliver your rhetoric. Mm -hmm. But generally what got the laws across wasn't Martin Luther King um, going to Lyndon Johnson and saying, this is the right thing to do. It's Lyndon Johnson being put up against the wall and, and made to make a decision. Having having well, to do the right well, thing rather than him choosing well, to do the right thing. To be honest, having because he didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was a choice, you probably think he would go the other way because they do have those those discussions. It's like, we're going to put um, the voting rights on the back burner for a year. Because he wants to get re-elected. Because he wants to get re-elected. But yeah, it's... I, I, it's the inside baseball of it all. And mm. that's, I, I do like that in when films... You just get to see the, the mechanics it of it all. It like... Obviously, it's a real event, but it makes it more realistic mm. because you're seeing this is how things had to happen. He wasn't just speaking and, like you said, people were changing their mind. They were having to go out there and do this and you see all the back, like the conversations that Lyndon Johnson's having with his government and they're like oh well really do you want this to be like your legacy of all this yeah and everything you're going to have to do something which is something that you believe that's the kind of conversation you believe would have happened mm. um so yeah I, I i did i like i'm like you i enjoyed like being able to see the the, the back backstage bit yeah um the discussions that you don't normally see in politics mm-hmm. um but yeah and it's I mean, the whole film hangs off. And what I quite like is it's not your normal biopic. No. It's not just Martin Luther King from childhood to assassination. No. It's, it's very much focused on this key element within that, that movement. And it shows you the turmoil. I mean, some of it will probably be fictional. Some of it will be fact. Yeah. But you get the idea of the character and you get the idea of the movement and the people that he surrounds himself with. Yeah, and none of it that has been sort of maybe embellished with the story, none of it feels Mm -hmm. embellished. It all matches in with the pace of the film and real life. Yeah. It all matches in very well. So even parts like, there's going to be conversations where they don't know what happened. Absolutely. But you can believe that what you see on this screen is possibly what happened. And that's it. It's you, more, yeah. And you, get, and you get to see those sort of more intimate moments when you... It's like, yes, is this guy's out all the time, being a public figure, it's going to have affect their marriage. Yeah, it's not and all good. It's not all good. And it's... And I think because 
if I'm remembering correctly, like the King family, the King Foundation, I'm not sure, didn't give the the rights to um, some of his speeches. So basically, I don't think any of the speeches are actually within the archive of um, of history because like you'd think you'd have your, yeah, I have a dream, but they weren't mm-hmm. allowed to use any of those. Right, because, yeah, you didn't go over any sort of the really big famous speeches. No, no. But you get like, I mean, you see him speaking, he's only speaking for like one or two minutes. You don't get like a full speech no. from him. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you get a couple throughout uh, when he's sort of delivering sermons and things like mm-hmm. that, but nothing nothing on a, a larger scale, apart from the, the last one, which is probably one of the most powerful parts of, of the film. You say that, I find it quite interesting um, that you say that you don't think I could be wrong, but isn't he in Forrest Gump? Does sure. Forrest Gump say about how he met like a nice man and everything? He said about how he had a dream. He might have. I think he did, but then I can't remember if they used actual footage because of course at the time they had that, they used a lot of actual footage from the time or if it was an actor. And I'm kind of thinking it might have been... I mean, but they might have given him the rights to do that. Whereas, I think because it's one of those things where... It be, be, because they were shown part of his life, like, as in the marriage, you know, might not have been... Not, like, they, not did, not they, not didn't, they didn't approve uh, that. Okay. Um, so, therefore, then, then they didn't give the rights. I mean, that's completely off my off my head. But I remember that being a... Because all I'm a just bit, thinking is, I actually think maybe they used... I think they used... Um, actual uh what's it called the the, the, the like the, the actual footage yeah because then i think they had uh people playing the black panthers maybe i can't remember i've seen forest gump in a while it's weird that it's a film <laughs> i seem to really <laughs> recollect very well <laughs> but i think yeah i think they did because i'm sure he's got a line in it and he says about how he met a really nice man who told everybody about a nice dream that he had or something mm. So that's good. But I, I mean, one of the, I don't want to say one of the best because that's a terrible way of putting it, but one of the most memorable scenes is obviously the, what happens on um, the MMPS bridge, mm-hmm. the, the the actual confrontation between the protesters and the police. And like, I just, how that is shot and how it's documented and you've got all yeah. these clouds of like tear gas and smoke and it's, I liked how, I say like, I liked how, but like, I thought it was good how it was kind of narrated by the the, the press. The, the, yeah, the journalist person. The journalist, like on the phone by the bridge going, I can see this and this is what's happening. And, you know, rather than focusing on maybe just one person mm. on the bridge, it was like somebody seeing it all happen and describing what he could see. Yeah. And like, it, it's sort of shot like a, a docudrama in a way. Yeah. Um, it it's it's very heightened. It, it it's it's stylized, but it just feels very raw as well, mm-hmm. um, and very real. And when you just see the like the them on horseback just plowing through people, mm-hmm. swinging the 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 batons and the bats and everything like that, it's it's so it's tough to watch. It is. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, Eva Duvernay really does something quite well with this film because it's again saying that we are two white people talking about um film about civil rights and do we have the 
I mean, the right to do that. But what Eva DuVernay does well here is she's not just telling a story. I I don't think, but she does the her best to try and emulate that sort of black experience and that fear mm-hmm. that would have been at the time. And to understand, like for example, when the um, you've got the the young chap and his granddad and his mother when they're running yeah. through the streets and it's that was awful. yeah it, it's really really hard to watch. Yeah, um, I've got I got some I got I, I got some facts. <laughs> you don't want to put fun facts there. Uh, but, but no, yeah, yeah. Did you want to give us a few? Um, one that I really liked was that it was first screened. Uh, for free at the Selma Walton Theatre. That's good. In Selma, Alabama. Um, which I thought was quite a nice one. Um, um, where's my other one? Martin Sheen is mistakenly not listed in the credits. They missed him out. Oh, right, okay. Which, um, I thought was quite funny. And then... The other one that I found was, uh, 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 although it's an American film, um, and it's like all set in the South, the primary cast are all British. Yeah, Tim Roth's British, uh, Tom Wilkinson's British, David Oyelowo's British. By the way, I I know... Is she British? She's British as well. I know I've butchered David Oyelowo... or year low war's name throughout the entire podcast. I do apologise. It's a hard. Much better thing. It's, I'm, a, it's I'm, a hard name to say. To be perfectly honest with you, honey, I get our name wrong half the time. <laughs> like I can't deal with any. I, so that's why I've let you do it because I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> it's the but, Cumbrian. But like also, what what I think, what the film does well, and not only the movement, but it's it's that dichotomy of understanding that people are going to have to get hurt mm-hmm. for progress to be made yes and it, it, it's that sacrifice of so when you when you've got um um Martin Luther King Jr watching the TV of what's happening on the bridge and it's like yes it's hard but it's they they, they get sort of something out of the fact that they've got arise out of the people because they know yeah. given that's happened that there's going to be a huge amount of outrage yeah from literally just people just walking across a bridge and you do get that and you get the when they do the second time mm-hmm. um they are crying you get people from say all races all religions yeah um you get nuns things like that and it's yeah it's yeah, it's it, it's it's a weird thing to say. Okay, is more support. It does, but yeah, but it, it's, it's one of those things you never really want to hurt people. But you understand that if people do get hurt, then more like it's better in, in a way. Because I guess, like progress is never going to be a smooth sailing thing. Yeah, it never is, and whenever you're trying to fight for something new and different, even though it's something as basic as having human rights for all yeah there's always going to be some people going well it doesn't really matter and sadly the way the human psyche sort of works is if we don't see people sacrificing something we don't seem to think that it's an important thing to think about Mm -hmm. it's only an important thing um especially it seems to be for the government 
and things like that is if people are putting themselves in danger or an uncomfortable situation or something that's when they'll start taking people seriously and yeah. it's regardless of what kind of um fight it's for if people are doing that then they seem to just take it a lot more seriously they don't seem to take it as like a fad or a passing fancy yeah they take it as okay yeah this is something that people really really want yeah absolutely absolutely and one thing you actually brought up when we were watching the film uh, again in that final scene when they actually do have the march from um Selma to montgomery mm-hmm. and you you're having the 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 the, the clips a sort of switch between the film and yes. then real, real life. life. Yeah. And again, talking about like that ultimate history sort of angle, it's, it's, you've got these clips of people, young people, some of them, so some of them will still be alive today. And just the it, anger. And the hatred and the signs and everything. But I wonder how something like that would feel now if they saw themselves within that film. Yeah. And have their opinions changed over the last 55 years has because society's changed a lot some may not say enough which i agree with but, but it has changed but, but, but it's a like, huge yeah, amount but it's like seeing how would you react to seeing yourself on screen how would you react to seeing like your your grandparents yeah on the screen with that sort of thing and it it is it's a really it's a really really strange thing to think of because again like we said you look at it and you think this can't be modern history, but it is. Mm. And the sad fact is that there were there's people who are on that tape who are still alive today, like we've said. And how do you take that hatred and that anger? How does it turn manifest? Into, turn into acceptance? Mm. How? Like, like, what moment was was it? Was it across a long period of time? Was it a single moment of... Yeah. Because obviously you get the whole... I mean, over here, yes, but in America where you've got loads of politicians who are always against something. Mm-hmm. For example, you've got um, governors, senators who were against gay rights and same-sex marriage until one of the people that they know, the daughter, yep. the brother, comes out. And then they're all for it. Now, is that something that happens and changes people's minds? Yeah. Um, that and a lot of... There's been a spate of them who come out and then it's actually, oh yeah, I've actually not liked it because I'm gay. Yeah. But again, we know this is still like a... It's still a problem, especially in like... Like the US is still a problem. Absolutely. It's created a huge uh, like mistrust... Absolutely. Of like the police and even with the upcoming election, um, polling stations that are in a high min well they say they call it a high minority, which I feel weird because they're not, they're just people. Yeah. Uh areas have been shut. They've made it harder for these people to go out and vote. Mm. And it's like they can go, oh yeah, well they can vote, look, there's still polling station there. And it's like yeah, but that's like maybe an hour away. You've closed the one that's been in their community. So I don't want to say it's like history repeating itself. I mean, it, it, but, but it, 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 it's making it to the point where you feel a little bit like you need to learn more from history. Yeah. Just because it feels like this should have been a long time ago doesn't mean that it was a long time ago. And just because it was, 
it says history doesn't mean that it's not going on today. Exactly. Yeah. I know. But I think that's probably it for Selma. Um, it was a bit of a quick history maker. We'll get back to our normal shows um, next week. Yes. Um, hopefully, we won't be isolated by then, but you never know. If we do get isolated and we run out of work, then you may, you, may, you run out of work. If you, do you know what my job is? I never run out of work. But we might end up doing many episodes a week because we won't have anything to do. Just be putting up mind. Do you know I watched it? I watched, I watched this TV show today. Yeah. What do you guys think of it? Absolutely. Failing that. Please but, stop hoarding toilet paper. Yeah, everybody, again, everybody be safe. Everybody, everybody be... Sensible. Sensible and have common sense. Um... I mean, it, it, everything. This, this is a big thing. What's going on currently, and it's going to things. It's going to change things. I mean, obviously, for even for us who are like films. I mean, we focus on old films anyhow. But well, like, for example, but we can't really go to the cinema. Well, nothing's being released now. So the the US um, announced their worst box office weekend mm-hmm. in twenty two years. There's nothing really wide opening until after Easter. No. So cinemas could be close so where you can try and support cinema try and support local businesses yes be sensible just a couple of weeks ago everybody was saying about be kind following the sad death of caroline flag it seems a little bit like people are forgetting this look out for one another yes just just be a decent person yes think yeah think about others not just yourself think yeah it's a bad scenario. It's not the apocalypse. No. We're, be sensible. And part of... There is not really a symptoms to say that you're going to have the runs. No. You don't need 300 rolls of toilet paper. Nobody poops that much. <laughs> and if you do, you should have gone to the doctors before this coronavirus thing all started. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, there's something wrong with you then. <laughs> But no, we'll leave it there. And yet we'll be back next week with an almost show. Go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate reviewers. Um, you can email us if you want at HM, hfhmpodcast at gmail.com. Go over, see all the other shows that we are, Pod Syndicate. Yes, give give them some love. Yes. They would like some love too. And um, come and see us on Instagram on his film, her movie podcast as well, please. Absolutely. But yeah, that is goodbye from me. Bye. See you next week.